0: We all were at zero. Every gym owner that lived has been at zero and had to fight and claw and get their way up. You'll rack yourself crazy trying to figure out on your own when if you could just go and interview that person and said, how'd you get there? Like, oh, just do this, 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 go. That will just be so freeing and it saved you time and you're just so clear.
1: A lot of people fail when they set goals. If they set goals, but then they don't even know, they can't reverse engineer that down to like, think about your leads or trials coming in on a weekly basis. If I said you needed 20 trials for the month, that might be like, man, I, that's a little bit tough for you. Like, hey, if I put a gun to your head and I said you need five trials every week, could you do that? Like, oh, I can figure out how to get five trials this week. Now it becomes way more doable and the plan becomes a lot more clear and how, we can actually go about doing those things.
2: Welcome to the Fitness Empire podcast, where we show gym owners how to dominate their competition and build a massively profitable fitness business. Dustin and Matt collectively own 12 gyms and have a combined 30 years of experience in the fitness industry. They're here to help gym owners create an empire of impact and income.
0: all right welcome empire builders we are continuing on from last week's episode uh our ama part one we're going to ama part two ask matt anything (laughs) no it's ask me anything but uh it's essentially we're just taking questions from gym owners we posted on social emailed our list and collected a bunch of just real life problems that gym owners are struggling with and that brings us joy because we're now coaching and helping you guys to grow your business and also impact your clients so A lot of great questions on last week's episode, and we're going to pick it up here with another one. So I'm going to jump right into it. And it came from a gym owner named Jennifer. She asked, how do you systemize feedback in your culture? So I'm assuming feedback um, among the team members, like them giving each other feedback. Uh, I I guess you could talk about giving clients feedback, but Matt, I'll let you kind of get started. How do you suggest someone systemize feedback in their team culture?
1: No one's going to like this, but... It needs to be systemized from the very beginning of everything that that you do. So it starts with your hiring process um, and and hiring people that can take feedback, right? So, you know, part of the hiring process for us is when they come in, they do a a mock, they're getting feedback. And then how do they respond to the feedback? How do they receive the feedback? Um, And, you know, ultimately letting them know we have a feedback culture. So if you come on board, you're going to get a lot of feedback. Um, and obviously, if you only say, hey, you know, we're a feedback culture. How do you how do you take feedback? Like, oh, I take it really well. I like feedback. I like when somebody tells me I suck. Like they're, they're all going to say that. But when you actually give them feedback, how do they respond and how do they take it? Because even if you have a feedback culture, but you have a bunch of people that get butt hurt when you give them feedback, it's going to be very, very, very challenging. Right. So you want to make sure that You're interviewing and finding people, if you want to have a feedback culture, that people that actually, you know, take the feedback. The next thing that we need to do is set proper expectations. So one of the things that we like to do very early on, obviously, when we onboard them, we talk about we want to have a feedback culture. This is why feedback is really important. This is how we grow you. This is how we get better. If we're not giving you feedback, it means we don't care about you and we don't want you to improve. We don't want you to get better. So really planting the seed of like feedback's a really good thing and you want to be getting that feedback, not, oh, when I get feedback, that means I suck and I'm not very good, right? So we actually have them watch two podcasts by Craig Rochelle, which is giving and receiving feedback one and two to what we like to do with people is we like them to trip over the truth themselves. So saying, hey, feedback's really good. Feedback's really important. We do tell them that. But then they listen to the podcast and then they're like, oh yeah, feedback's really important. Do You got feedback for me. I want, I want to improve. I want to get better because they tripped over the truth and they found out for themselves how important giving and receiving feedback is. So that's all at the beginning. And then one of the things I do on my onboarding day is I tell them new employees, if you really want to stand out very quickly, go to your manager yourself and say, hey, can you give me some feedback on how I can improve? So now you're seeking that feedback, you're gonna stand out compared to everybody else, but obviously you gotta be willing to receive it and then take action on that feedback. Don't just, a lot of people want feedback, but really when they say they want feedback, it's I wanna be told I'm doing a good job. Where oftentimes feedback is, hey, these are the areas that you can improve and you can get better. So I'm planting that person's seed to be a really good employee for that manager, right? Because the manager doesn't know I'm planting that seed. So now I'll think about that manager. You have an employee that's coming. They're like, hey, can you give me some feedback on how can I improve and how can I get better? Like that's a dream come true for a manager. But guess who set that up? That's right. So knowing what type of culture you want inside of your business is really important. And then the onboarding process, the rest of the time, we have daily and weekly feedback. So like they're getting daily feedback on how to improve based on yesterday and giving them ready for the next day. And then they have weekly sit downs where it's, they're getting feedback on how they can improve, but we actually have them film themselves and they're giving themselves feedback as well, right? So that's in the first 12 weeks. Then ongoing, we have weekly stand up meetings with whoever their direct report is. They're getting feedback that way. And then also every quarter, they're getting some level of a review where they're also getting feedback, right? So those are the the ways that, you know, it's ingrained in the culture from the hiring process all the way through, because we want to have a feedback culture. And it's not just one day we woke up and said, we want to have a feedback culture. It's literally, we want to have a feedback culture. So then we systemized it from the hiring process all the way through and really making sure we're planting the right seeds so that when you do have a feedback culture, it's taken Correctly, and it has the effect that you're looking for, not you run somebody out of the building because they can't handle feedback.
0: Yeah. And And yeah, I mean, I don't have a whole lot more to add. I think it's even a great question to ask during the recruiting process and when you're interviewing people, like, hey, we give a lot of feedback here, you know, and so you don't want to say, are you okay with that? Because everyone's going to say yes. But you got to say, at previous jobs, did they give feedback and what did they say? And kind of just listen out and hear like, Maybe you can even spot a problem early on, like what feedback did they give you? And then what did you do once you received that feedback? Cause you want to hear, are they open to receiving feedback? And then do they take action upon getting feedback, right? So everything that Matt said is fire.
1: And then the other thing you could do if you want to go deeper on that, which you'll kind of get like, hey, what type of feedback do you prefer? And, you know, honestly, if they're like, you know, they want really soft and really whatever it may be, like the probably not, especially if you're going to be open and honest, Like, obviously you can still show like care, but with, and still be candid, right? You don't have to be a jerk, but you know, with that, I always find though, people can say whatever they want, but if you create scenarios in the interview process that allows you to give them feedback, you can see how they take it. You can see their body language. You can see the the change in tone of their voice. You can see like, you know, there's some guys that we've had that pretty much look like they're ready to punch you when you give them feedback probably not who I want to be trying to give feedback to when, when they get hired because people are going to be the best versions of themselves when they are trying to get hired, right? So just keep that in mind. Even if you put all the stuff that I said to put in place, but you still put somebody through that, you know, has an ego that isn't humble, that can't receive feedback, that maybe isn't smart when it comes to other people, then you're just going to always have issues no matter if you do all the things that i just said so get it right by hiring right people make sure your interview process has some uh piece uh sorry i can't talk today have pieces in place that allow you to to see how they receive it and then you know 80% of anything is in life is who you hire and let it through the front door like that that's 80% of the game if you get that right all the other stuff becomes gravy, but if you get that wrong, all the other stuff might be able to get that person to perform a little bit, but people are who they are. So hire the right people.
0: Love it. All right. We're going to press on this one came from a gym owner named Steven. He said, I've been running a two weeks free offer for a few months. It started strong, but the results have slowed down and I have a high no-show rate, what should I do? to make this offer work better or should I change my offer? So I'll chime in on this one. Cause we do a, a lot of work with gym owners who have a free offer. And to be honest, I'm just never a fan of them. And it's because people just don't take it serious. And honestly, you're now signaling to the person, my service is free. I don't value myself. My time is free. And so you're sending all the wrong signals. And this is something that I often uh, say is like, Hey, the coaching process begins at the sale. And so whatever kind of standards you set in the sales process continue and bleed over to the coaching process so if you say in the sales process i'm free then the coaches will now need to be you know free at all times of the day and they, their value is low and like you don't want to do free in my opinion again th- th- that's just what i've seen and i just think that it just sets the wrong mindset into the customer to not value your time and what you do so one thing we've done for gym owners that we serve at, our, at gym reinforcements that do are really wanting to stick to free is we just add in a deposit and we do $10 and it we just call it a reservation fee. We say, Mrs. Jones, you know, this person you're meeting with, their time is very valuable. This manager's got a lot on their plate. That, and so they only have a few time slots and I'm locking you in and deposit to make you that happen. And so if they're throwing a stink, you just saved yourself a headache client. Like that is not a lot to ask. But just psychologically, people don't want to waste money, even if it's a dollar. Like, people do not want to just throw it away and be, you know, bad with their money. So, you will have a much higher show up. And that's what happened with the gym owners where we implemented this. Kind of like, you know, what I'm hearing with you, Steven, like, this would be the ultimate solution would be to just put in, if you want to keep your process the same, you don't want to change your offer, you want to keep that two weeks free, just put a $10 reservation for A. You could call it the first session. We even would say, that the a drop in with us is thirty dollars, Mrs. Jones. So I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna give it to you for just ten since you're dropping in for one free session. If if you wanna like have her go through it and have a person that she's gonna meet with, and you don't wanna just send her to the gym and do a workout and give her two weeks free, there should be an appointment and just say you're gonna do this drop in. If you love it, it's ten dollars. You get the two weeks free after, but you do have to go and meet with our you know X person, our manager, our head coach, whatever. And so it would be to put a $10 reservation, but I would urge you that if you've been doing this a while to try a paid offer, and that is going to get you better leads and more qualified leads. And if you know, you've know you been doing free for a while, I also say you need to do pendulum swings. Like If you've been doing free for months, you need to swing the other way and do a paid offer so that if you do want to revisit the free, it works better because it's been taken away. And so I tell people, if you're doing short trial next, you need to do a long trial and then you can go back to your short and you kind of can do these pendulum swings throughout the year. So if it's two weeks free, I would say a 28 day trial or a 28 day challenge or a six week challenge, but completely go longer and higher value to the customer and higher value uh, price point and, and live that out until you see it's not working. And then you can go back to free and they'll say, oh my God, they were just doing this six week challenge for 299, 399. And now it's two weeks free and you're going to see more people jump on it and if you keep that $10 deposit more people taking it seriously so um that that would just be my suggestion uh, in terms of how to make this improve if you want to stay to two weeks or if you want to pivot you know what, what you can do instead what else would you throw in matt
1: yeah so one of the ways obviously there's there's no motivations for somebody that whether they opt in for two weeks for free right they might have seen a four i don't know how you're collecting leads so Keep that in mind, but if you did a lead form on Facebook and then they opted, some people don't even realize they even freaking opted in, right? So like that becomes a struggle. But let's pretend they contacted you. They said that they're gonna come in. Um, there is no other way outside of having a booking fee or a hey, like we're it's ten dollars or even twenty dollars or whatever it may be. But when you show up, we'll give it back to you. So you don't even have to keep the money if you don't want to, right? You can just say hey, like. We need to put a credit like you can even say like, we need to put a credit card on a file. So if you no show, then we are going to charge you, you know, twenty dollars. So having that in mind, because people don't, people will do the craziest things in the world to not lose money, right? So they will, they will then show up. I don't love two weeks free uh, as an offer, uh, just because a lot of people don't systemize it. They let them just come and work out. They have a lot of people in their gym that aren't serious. And then it stresses the team out and then they don't stay. And then, you know, it's a revolving uh, wheel. So like if you are doing a free offer, like either they need to come to an orientation where you can auto enroll them or set up your sales process and everyone kind of goes through the same process. And then obviously then, or they're sitting down with you, you one-on-one, but just getting them to take out their credit card, people will show their motivation with their credit card. If I'm not motivated enough to take out my credit card for a super low amount of money, then they're probably not a motivated person whatsoever and they're just going to waste your time uh, anyways. right? So that that would be the, the first thing to think about. The, the next thing to think about for your your uh, two weeks free, I 1000% agree with Dustin. One of the things that you could do to get a little bit more legs on it is to have it, having it go away. So now there's some scarcity and some urgency where it's like, you know, scarcity would be like, hey, there's only so many more spots left, but obviously urgency is like, hey, only one week left to take advantage of our our two-week offer. So adding either some scarcity and urgency or both to that offer might be able to give you another like two to three week runway to to get the same amount of lead flow because any offer that you have in a local market, like once the local market has seen that offer five to seven times, like they're not going to typically take action after that right unless it's like such a massive change in the seasons that now magically people are more motivated then they're like i already seen this offer or hey i can get this offer anytime i'm not really that motivated right now why would i take it so one of the things that's going to increase their motivation is that scarcity or urgency to move so you can make that offer run maybe two to three more weeks with scarcity and urgency but then you need to move to some type of different uh, paid offer because then, like Dustin said, if you want to bring it back, it's going to be more effective. But when you do bring it back, it's two weeks only or three weeks only. We're offering two weeks for uh, for free type of thing. Because why would I move? It's like, oh, they just run it all the time. I'm not going to take advantage of that, right? So those are the things to, to be thinking about if you're like, I don't know what to offer. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Go back to our last... It would be two podcasts now, and we literally talk about all the different marketing things that that you could be doing and thinking about to set yourself up for a massive Q4.
2: Hey guys, Dustin here, and I got to tell you, you got to go and apply now to the Fitness Empire Mastermind because spots are limited. Matt and myself want to make sure that we have a small knit group, a community of badass gym owners that want to take their gym to the next level and they want to build their fitness empire with scalable systems okay what does that mean that means systems that one person can serve many or that you can teach very simply to a lot of people those are the systems that build empires and that's what we're teaching inside of the fitness empire mastermind so if that's something you want to go and check out and see what it's all about i want you to go to fitnessempiremastermind.com read about all the cool stuff you're gonna get. We wanted to really make this the most unique mastermind for gym owners ever offered. And you can read all about it there, apply, and we'll see you on the inside.
0: Yep. All right, well, yeah. Hopefully that helps, Stephen. If not, hit me up with any follow-up questions you got, but I think that that's pretty much everything you should know. So we're gonna go to our next question. This came from Trevor. He said, I am currently at 25,000 a month EFT, and I wanna grow to 35,000 a month EFT. And, and he wants to do it by the end of this year. And so he just asks, is this an unrealistic goal? Because that's about three months. You know, we got three months left in the year. And then what do I need to do to achieve that goal? So Matt, I'll let you start with this one.
1: Well, I, I just, obviously not knowing what type of gym that he is, but if, you know, part of it is a lot of people go $10,000 EFT or $10,000 a month or 10, like, I mean, I could give you a play to do a paid in full and they, 10 extra K. Like, so obviously, uh, uh, you know, with EFT, it's just reverse. Okay. How many people do I need right Not, I won't even look at 10 K. I'd be like, okay, how many clients do I need to gain at what rate in order for me to add that many people? Right. And then it goes back to the big three. I don't know what podcast it was. It was maybe the second podcast we talked about the big three. It, it all comes down to trial, trial, conversions, and attrition. Right. So If you know what your monthly attrition is on average, right, then we can figure out, and then you know what your conversion percentage is, then we can figure out how many trials do I need over the next three months to be able to get to 10K, right? Because we're already factoring for attrition. Let's just say you lose 10 people, right? And you know you convert 70% of trials, right? And then you can figure out how many trials do I need if I know the price that it is per person. Staying on. And one of the nice things about that is now it seems more realistic. Like it turns into, I need 10K to like, all right, we need 20 new memberships a month. In order for me to get 20 new memberships a month, I need 40 trials a month through my doors. Now the goal becomes, how do I get to 40 trials a month? And does 40 trials a month realistic? And now we can figure out how do we get 40 trials a month through our door, which one of the things I'd advise you to do is what we just told the last person is. Go listen to the episode of all the different ways that you can get people in your doors over the next three to four months, right? But so I would look at your system. Is your trial conversion shitty? Because if your trial conversion is crappy, then you're gonna need like 60 people through your doors. Or if your attrition's through the roof, you're gonna need more, more trials. Right. So it might not just be we need more trials. It might also be, hey, we need better trial process or we need uh, to button up our, our attrition because or else we're just going to have to do insane things to even get close to being able to do that. But assuming your attrition is in the three to five range and let's just say you're converting 50% plus, yes, it's 100% realistic. But if you're in the 10% attrition range and your trial conversion is like 30%, then uh, like it'd be hard to maintain your business at those numbers. Right, So without knowing your numbers, I can't tell you what realistic is. But yes, 1,000%, adding 10K in a three-month period is 100% doable. But really, it's know your numbers first. And then obviously, we can come up with the strategy of how do we gain X amount of trials every single month. And then the cool part is when you're just like, hey, what do we need to do this month to get X trials through the doors? It becomes a lot easier problem to solve, then I need 10K.
0: So that would be my advice. Love it. Yeah. And I I know we tend to like gravitate towards those round numbers, right? I want a hundred members, 200, 500, 10,000 added, a million dollars, like these really nice clean numbers. But I like that you're making them break it down. I just did some quick math. So I said, Hey, Matt's right. We don't know what you charge and we don't know what your attrition is. And we don't know um, what your net gain is normally every month. But you would need a hundred member if you if you charge a hundred dollars a month i'm just kind of going with a cheap gym you need a hundred net clients in three months you know is that doable we're going to pitch that question back to you if you charge 150 which is more industry standard you need 66 net over three months if you charge 200 a month you need 50 net and if you charge 300 a month you need 33 net in the next three months to add 10k so again Hopefully that's a good little push to everybody. Raise your prices if you're, you know, too low because you see how much less effort it is. Like I need thirty three people pay me three hundred, or I need a hundred people to pay me one hundred. Where where do you want to expend your energy, right? And what's more realistic? So first question is, yeah, know your numbers. How much do you charge? How much net do you need to gain considering your attrition? And then ask yourself again, is that realistic? You know, like it, you know, we we believe it is but you know, that that's the first step, then it's going through your numbers and just saying, where do you need to tighten it up? You know, like, do I need to get the lead flow to make this possible? Do I need to dial in the attrition? Do I need to get a, you know, break down your sales number to a weekly goal? And then you can have the whole, you know, uh, system dialed in, in terms of what you're looking to do. And now you have an action plan for yourself and for your team. And now you break that into weekly goals and then get after it, right. And go make it happen. So th- those are the things that, again, you would have to do. And I think, again, it's very achievable, but essentially this is just going to be constantly, you know, a problem. So if you can figure out how to do it in this season, you just armed yourself with the know-how and the knowledge to prepare for all seasons ahead.
1: And I, I think this is a good lesson for, for a lot of people. So I created a, a spreadsheet. One was to show my, my GM's like, Hey, this is what it's going to take to grow your business. Um, but also for coaching clients because a lot of people throw that number out again, but then it's like, what does that even mean? Like, what do I need to do? Um, or the cool part is sometimes it's just tweaking one of those numbers just a little bit. Think of it as a dial. If you go from 50 to 70% trial conversion and you had the same lead flow, looking at like, what would that do to to increasing or EFC? Or if we just decreased our attrition by 2%, what would that do with the same amount of leads coming through our door? And you're going to find that it can make a dramatic difference on reaching your numbers. But now you actually have a realistic benchmark of what you're going after and you can create a game plan to do that, which is where a lot of people fail when they set goals. Is they set goals, but then they don't even know, they can't reverse engineer that down to like what Dustin said, think about your leads or trials coming in on a weekly basis. Like if I said you needed 20 trials for the month, that might be like, man, I, that's a little bit tough. Where you're like, hey, if I put a gun to your head and I said you need five trials every week, could you do that? Like, oh, I can figure out how to get five trials this week. Now it becomes way more doable and the plan becomes a lot more clear and how we can actually go about doing those things. So that's always helped me, especially when I'm overwhelmed of like, oh, we need to get to, I want to get to here. That just seems like so much. I try to reverse engineer it down to the, like the lowest number humanly possible where it feels a lot more doable even think about pricing for a program how do you get it down to like the daily rate right so like hey our our challenge is five dollars a day not thirty five dollars a week right so when you get to that it sounds a lot more palatable and a lot more doable and a lot more affordable than saying it's thirty five dollars a week or even saying it's a you know three hundred dollars for a challenge versus you know five dollars a day a lot different right seems a lot more palatable and people are going to move when it, it feels doable right so make that goal doable and then create a plan execute that plan and eventually you're at you're at 10k
0: yeah final piece of advice i would just give trevor and all gym owners listen to this is guys you want to get into a room where your level 10 problems are somebody else's level 3 problems meaning like That's not a big deal to them. They've done that. They've conquered that hill. That's like, you know, their past is your future. And you're like, I'm trying to get there. You just got to get in a room with people that have already done what you want. And now it's easy to them. It's like a cakewalk. Why do we want fit trainers to lead a room of unfit people? Because you just put them in a room and magic happens. The fit people just start to rub off on them. Like, this is just what I eat. This is what I do. This is how I think. This is just how I set up myself to make sure I I get my reminders, I hit my protein. And that starts to rub off on the people who don't do any of that. And this is a level 10 problem. Like, I don't know how to get healthy. And then I bet for your trainers, it's just like easy street. They're just like, no, I just, you know, this is how I meal prep. And this is how I decide what I'm gonna do in the gym. And so what comes so easy to them is like magic to someone else. They're like, how did you do that? Show me the magic trick, right? And so you just put them in a room and that's what we do as gym owners. We just get these people together in a room And the friction starts happening and good things start to rub off on your clients, right? And so that's the same thing has to happen for you with a gym owner. You need to get in a room where people are gonna rub off on you that they've been where you wanna go. In fact, that's like old news to them. They're on to bigger and better things. But again, it's not a knock on you because we all were at zero. Every gym owner that lived has been at zero and had to fight and claw and get their way up. But like, you'll rack yourself crazy trying to figure out on your own when if you could just go and interview that person said how'd you get there They're like oh and they just give you the check there's like me and Matt we just rattled off just do this 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 go that will just be so freeing and it saved you time and you're just so clear and you're just like oh my god that's it like that's all I gotta do perfect thank you and so simplicity right and so that's what we want to provide to you guys and that's why we put together the fitness empire mastermind is to get you in a room Of people that are doing big things so that it does rub off on you in the right way and that you're going to start being around people not just me and matt we say the powers in the group and that's why we're trying to assemble the most badass group of gym owners so that there's all these other people who are killing it they'll just rub off on you to just be like them right and so even at domination workshop it was funny these people just not knowing all sat together matt's like oh my god these are all the people that i've helped hit the seven-figure run rate, we're gonna just call that row seven-figure row, right? Million-dollar row. And it was just all these gym owners happened to take the same table. And everyone's like, I wanna be at that table next Domination Workshop. And we're like, cool. You need to spend more time with them than this weekend. It's not enough time for them to rub off on you. You need to hear repetition, repetition. Same thing as our clients. We gotta keep reminding them to hit their protein, remind them to do the resistance, not their cardio. You need that with your business. So we wanna, again, invite you to come in and apply. And that is at fitnessempiremastermind.com. Matt, what else do you want to say on this topic?
1: I just say, if you like us and you want us to help solve your problems uh, every single week and you want us pouring into you and your team, uh, your managers, everybody involved, uh, there's no other place like it. And we'd love to be able to help you and support you and grow your business and help you grow your empire. Because when you grow your empire, you change communities and that's what it's all about. So If you like this content, you want more one-on-one with me and Dustin, you want us coaching you every single week. You want us helping coach your team and coach your managers and help grow your business, grow your team and grow your profits. We are your guys. Go to fitnessempiremastermind.com and we'd
0: love to see you in the group. All right, guys. Well, with that, we'll let you get out of here and we'll see you guys next week.
2: Hey guys, Dustin Bogle here, and I wanted to invite you to my free group for gym owners. It's called Fitness Sales Made Simple, because I wanna show you how to convert more of your leads into sales, how to get more people to say yes to taking that leap of faith to join your program and to get healthy, fit, and more confident, all right? And so I'm gonna share my best sales strategies, but you gotta join the group to see what it's all about. And in fact, the minute you join, I'm gonna give you a free gift And that is a PDF called Five Ways to Get More Sales in Your Gym. So join the group. I'll tag you on the PDF and enjoy the free content. See you in the group.